टू परफॉर्म आर रेनाउंस अर्जुन आस ओ कृष्णा यू प्रेस रेनाउंसिएशन ऑफ एक्शंस कर्म संन्यास एंड एट यू आल्सो एडवाइज देयर परफॉर्मेंस एट द सेम टाइम टेल मी विथ सर्टेनिटी विच इज द बेटर पाथ on an earlier occasion too arjun was looking for certainty between the paths of sankhya wisdom or awareness and karma krishna however does not advise renunciation of karma and instead he says that one doesn't attain siddhi perfection by renunciation of karma one is compelled to perform karmas as per their gunas qualities or characters in fact even maintenance of the human body is not possible without karma clarity comes from the subsequent reply of krishna that karma sanyas is a part of sankhya yoga basically karma has two sides one is the executor or karta and another is karma phal fruits of action dropping the sense of doership kartapan by realizing that gunas are the real karta is referred to by arjun as karma sanyas he subsequently refers to doing karma without expecting karma phal as the performance of karma in essence arjun was enquiring whether to drop kartapan or karma phal krishna replies that salvation is found both by renunciation and the performance of actions part of these the yoga of action is better than the renunciation of actions the point to be noted is that this reply is specific to arjun who is worried about the fruits of action which is the demise of his teachers family and friends in the battle of kurukshetra broadly this applies to many of us being mind oriented like arjun krishna clarifies that only children not the wise speak of sankhya and karma yoga differently he who is truly established in one obtains fruits of both in essence the two paths may be different but the destination is the same next in the series is renounce hatred not karma
renounces hatred not karma out of ignorance one tends to grab material positions thereby leading to the bondage of action to accumulate when the first ray of awareness sets in one starts thinking of renunciation like arjun is trying here the confusion lies in what to renounce the usual tendency is to renounce all karmas or actions as we label them as good or bad by our ever judging mind and in this scheme of things want to drop undesirable karmas on the other hand krishna presents a complete paradigm shift regarding renunciation and says that one should always be a nitya sanyasi perpetual renunciant that is one who neither hates nor desires is free from the pairs of opposites dvandvatit and is easily liberated from all entanglements the first thing that we should renounce is hatred this could be two words anything that goes against our beliefs like religion caste or nationality hatred could be towards our profession people or way of things around us it is important to see the oneness in apparent contradictions a nitya sanyasi renounces desire along with hatred krishna advises us to renounce qualities like hatred and desires in fact there is no real renunciation of karmas as we renounce one to end up doing another under the influence of our gunas essentially we should renounce labeling residing in us rather than our external karmas krishna further says that state which is reached by the sankhya is also reached by yogi he has truth who beholds as one both sankhya and yoga but renunciation is hard to attain without actions a sage well established in yoga quickly attains brahman karmas are like barometers to help us gauge how much hatred and desires we carry hence krishna encourages to perform unmotivated karmas than renouncing them next in the series is reactive to proactive
रिएक्टिव टू प्रोएक्टिव लाइफ इज ए टू वे प्रोसेस वी रिसीव वेरियस चिमुलाय एंड वी कीप रेस्पॉन्डिंग टू देम इन दिस कंटेक्स्ट कृष्णा सेज दैट दी नोवर ऑफ ट्रूथ यूनाइटेड विथ सेल्फ थिंग्स दैट आई डू नथिंग एट ऑल even while i see hear touch smell eat walk sleep breathe talk evaluate accept and even my blink of eyes and the senses move among sense objects in this existential verse Krishna is describing the peak experience of the knower of truth as we regularly experience emotions arising out of praise and criticism we see that praise makes us forget ourselves like the proverbial crow dropping its meat upon hearing praise from the fox about its singing ability likewise when criticized our response varies from silence to verbal to physical depending on the degree of criticism and the strength of the critic we assume these stimulate to be true and we identify with them this leads to misery especially when we take them personally our sense organs are like modern day electronic instruments which automatically responds to external stimuli like the ear to sounds and the eye to light which is essential for survival response to the external stimulus can be automatic or controlled by us living in ignorance is being reactive where responses to stimuli are mechanical however with awareness we can control our response by realizing the nature of senses which are mechanically drawn towards sense objects it is essentially being proactive the obstacle is our identification with stimuli like praise and criticism which create scars of karma bandhan bondage of action lasting for an entire lifetime hence krishna advises us to realize that senses are mechanically interacting with sense objects and i do nothing at all this realization is nothing but transcending from karta doer to sakshi witness Next in the series is 
emulating the lotus leaf emulating the lotus leaf every physical system including life takes different inputs and produces certain outputs we constantly measure or judge our outputs like words and deeds we also judge the deeds of others as well as different situations around us in fact in the evolutionary process judging threats was very important for survival itself however the issue is in the absence of standards for judging deeds and we often dependent on ignorance based perceptions and belief systems we feel happy and satisfied whenever we encounter a deed done which confirms to our belief system in this connection krishna says he who is united by yoga who has purified and conquered self subdued his senses who realizes his self as the self in all beings is not tainted although acting this is an assurance from the lord as to when our deeds are not tainted krishna says karmas are not tainted when performed by someone who is purified that is free of hatred and desires and who has realized his self as the self in all beings the point to be noted is that when one sees his self in all beings then there is no way that one performs tainted actions or crimes on the contrary all our actions are tainted when performed through the lens of division of us and them when it comes to judging the situations around us krishna says that he who dedicating his actions to brahman acts abandoning sangam unity attachment is not tainted by sin as a lotus leaf by water when our deeds as well as those of others are dedicated to the lord there is no scope for division the situations we then face will appear to be dramas and plays where we play our part and krishna compares this with the lotus leaf next in the series is no preferred outcome
no preferred outcome krishna says that the yogis having abundant sangam unity attachment perform actions by the senses body mind and intellect for self purification it is interpreted that even though one abandons attachment in the present moment his past karma bandhan bondage of action needs to be attended to hence he keeps performing actions another way to look at it is that once attachment is abandoned there is nothing left for him to attain in the physical or manifested world and all actions lead to purification of the inner self krishna further says that the yukta balanced study having abandoned the fruits of action attains eternal peace whereas the ayukta imbalanced impelled by desire and attached to fruit is bound one of the foundational pillars of the gita is that we have right over karma but not karma fall fruits of action abandoning the fruits of action means that there is no preference for any specific outcome as one is ready to accept any outcome however wonderful or frightened with equipoise krishna earlier said that the ayukta lacks both buddhi intellect and bhav emotions and as a result he will neither get peace nor joy krishna continues that mentally renouncing all actions and self controlled the embodied rest happily in the city of nine gates of physical body neither even acting nor causing to act the key is mentally renouncing all actions even while acting are becoming a cause for an action karmas keep happening whether we are doing them or not and we merely become a part of them after we consume food hundreds of actions happen before it becomes a part of us and we don't have any clue about them in fact miracles like digestion happen when we are not a part of them at the mind level 
నెక్స్ట్ ఇన్ ద సిరీస్ ఈజ్ రూట్స్ ఆఫ్ వర్చ్యూ అండ్ సిన్ రూట్స్ ఆఫ్ వర్చ్యూ అండ్ సిన్ కృష్ణా సేస్ దాట్ ది ప్రభు లార్డ్ క్రియేట్స్ నేదర్ డూవర్షిప్ నార్ యాక్షన్స్ నార్ యూనియన్ విత్ ఫ్రూట్స్ ఆఫ్ యాక్షన్ ఫర్ ద వర్ల్డ్ ది డెల్యూజివ్ కాస్మిక్ నేచర్ ఈజ్ ది ఆరిజినేటర్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ దీస్ ది లార్డ్ ఈజ్ నాట్ ఏ కర్త డూవర్ బట్ ఏ శ్రేష్ట క్రియేటర్ ఆర్ క్రియేటివిటీ దేర్ ఆర్ టూ టైప్స్ ఆఫ్ క్రియేషన్స్ వన్ ఈజ్ లైక్ ఏ పోటర్ హూ క్రియేట్స్ పోట్రీ అండ్ ద క్రియేషన్ పాట్ గెట్స్ సపరేటెడ్ ఫ్రమ్ ద క్రియేటర్ ఫర్ ఇండిపెండెంట్ ఎగ్జిస్టెన్స్ Another is like a dancer who is creating dance but dance won't be there in the absence of the dancer. The Lord is like a dancer where the entire universe is dependent on him but he is not dependent on it. That's why dancing Shiva is depicted as natraj and musician krishna as murari the lord can also be seen as a catalyst in a chemical reaction where the presence of a catalyst makes the chemical reaction happen the catalyst itself doesn't undergo any change Krishna further says that the all pervading takes no account of anyone's virtue or sin punya or pap human beings are deluded because their knowledge is covered by moha delusion or ignorance but in whom ignorance is destroyed by knowledge of self in them wisdom reveals the supreme like the illuminating sun the lord is like a screen in a movie theater where the screen has nothing to do with what is being projected on it while the audience go through a flurry of emotions these projections are nothing but shadows but we all get deeply involved which creates emotions and judgments having a long lasting impact in this entire process the screen is neutral and has nothing to do with our emotions krishna earlier used mohakalilam darkness of delusion in this context once we are out of this moha then awareness gets uncovered to shine like the sun next in the series is 
attaining impartiality attaining impartiality krishna says that whose mind and intellect are established in that spirit and whose sins have been dispelled by awareness reach a state of no return unaware living is like living in darkness where we keep falling and hurting ourselves the next level is like experiencing some flashes of light where one attains awareness for a moment but falls back into ignorance the final stage is like having permanent light like sunlight where the awareness attains a critical level and one never returns from there this state of no return is also referred to as moksha the ultimate freedom it's not my freedom but freedom from me as all suffering is because of me samatva equanimity happens when one attains the state of no return and in this regard krishna says that the wise view a learned and cultured brahmana a cow an elephant and even a dog or dog eater as the same samatva is one of the foundational pillars of the gita realizing self as the self in all beings is at the core of samatva it's recognizing that others too have good like us and we too have negatives like others the next level is the ability to see the apparent contradictions or differences as equal like seeing an animal and an animal eater as the same it's dropping hatred and dislikes which are products of ignorance it's applying the same justifications for our gains as well as losses samatva is just a feeling which comes through awareness the karma that flows out of an imbalanced mind is bound to bring misery krishna assures that even here in this world and at this moment the dualities of manifested existence like birth death have been overcome by those of equal impartial mindedness and will be established in brahman absolute who is faultless and impartial
Next in the series is Eternal Happiness. Eternal Happiness. Krishna says that those established in Brahman absolute having a firm understanding of divine knowledge and not hampered by delusion neither rejoice in getting something pleasant nor grieve on experiencing the unpleasant we label situations and people as pleasant and unpleasant and essentially it's dropping labeling krishna repeatedly tells arjun to come out of the moha delusion which arises out of wrong identification of what is ours and what is not the biggest delusion we have is that we can attain happiness through our senses on the other hand krishna gives a solution for unending happiness when he says that those who are not attached to external sense pleasures realize divine bliss in the self being united with god through yoga they experience unending happiness krishna cautions that the pleasures that arise from contact with the sense objects though appearing as enjoyable to a wildly minded people are verily a source of misery o son of kunti such pleasures have a beginning and an end so the wise don't delight in them this is the continuation of what krishna said at the very beginning of the gita the meeting of the indriyas senses with the external objects causes polarities of pleasure and pain and we should learn to tolerate them as they are anitya or transient this implies that in due course of time both pleasure and pain would come to an end invariably it's our experience that we feel pain when pleasures go away or when we get bored of them similarly we experience pleasure when pain goes away to overcome these we resort to a temporary measure of regurgitating the pleasure movements or resort to a blame game but the essence is to be aware of the impermanence of pleasures and pains while we go through them next in the series is reigns of happiness 
reigns of happiness once an invader on horseback from central asia had occupied delhi and wanted to have a victory procession an elephant was decorated and upon mounting it he asked for the reins of the elephant when told that it is controlled by a mouth he jumped down and summoned his horse saying that he never rides on something whose reins are not in his hands similarly we need to introspect as to whether we hold the reins to our happiness and emotions or someone else all of us think that we hold these reins but the reality is that the reins are often with someone else it could be a friend someone in the family or workplace whose moods words opinions present criticism make us happy or unhappy it could be a thing like food drink or physical position a favorable or unfavorable situation it could be even our past or future in this regard krishna says that he is a yogi who at any time before liberation from the body is able to master every impulse of lust and anger he is a happy human lust is nothing but getting happiness from others and anger is what happens to us when something doesn't go our way krishna further says that he who is happy within who enjoys within who is illuminated by the inner light such yogis are united with the lord and are liberated from material existence with sins obliterated doubts removed senses subjugated the sages contributing to the welfare of mankind attain the bliss of brahman which is absolute service is about attaining awareness about self along with compassion towards others krishna indicates that one can help others once he knows how to help himself by mastering impulses of lust and anger but not by someone who is already a slave to them next in the series is meditation for bliss
meditation for bliss the pineal gland is a pea sized pine cone shaped organ situated at the center of the brain directly behind the middle of two eyebrows physiologically it produces neurotransmitters melatonin and serotonin that are responsible for the sleep cycles as well as moods respectively it is also known as the third eye as it contains photoreceptors like a normal eye all cultures have described it in various ways as the seat of the soul responsible for spiritual enlightenment a sixth sense which sees beyond what the five senses can see a symbol of spiritual awakening a connection between the physical and spiritual world in the indian context the space between the eyebrows is called agya chakra and represents the pineal gland this background will help us understand krishna's method to control senses and mind when he says shutting out all thoughts of external enjoyment with the gaze fixed on the space between the eyebrows equalizing the flow of the incoming and outgoing breath in the nostrils and thus controlling the senses mind and intellect the sage who becomes free from desire and fear always lives in freedom this is a method or technique given by the lord to arjun to help him control his senses mind and intellect vigyan bhairav tantra contains 112 such methods given by lord shiva and one such technique says concentrate without thoughts on a point between the eyebrows the divine energy breaks out and rises above to the crown of the head immediately feeling one completely with her ecstasy pain is an automatic tool to bring out attention to the injured areas and this helps us in survival similarly it is bringing conscious attention to the area between the eyebrows to activate the pineal gland and this activation will fill us with internal ecstasy without the help of any senses 
Next in the series is Transcending Anger. Transcending Anger. Krishna says for those who are free of desire and anger mind controlled and self realized are completely liberated both in this world and in the beyond the question is how to be free from the malady of desire and madness of anger every cyclone has a calm eye or center similarly our cyclone of desire and anger too has a desireless and angerless center within us and it's about reaching that center this requires courage to drop i which is the basic ingredient of desire one effective technique offered is to relive and witness a situation from the past where we were gripped by desire or anger repeat the same with the improved awareness that the self is the self in all beings and different people perceive one reality in different ways indian traditions call life leela that is just a play and there is nothing worth taking seriously the second technique is to live for 7 to 10 days as if we are in a drama taking nothing seriously and in a festive mood experience desire and anger as an actor borrows them in a play once one gets a hang of them one can slowly learn to drop desire and anger even in the present moment when one is struck with sensory perceptions of pleasure and pain which is nothing but the liberation and ultimate freedom here and now the final step is surrender to the parmatma and krishna coming as parmatma says that having realized me as the enjoyer of all sacrifices and austerities the supreme lord of all the worlds and the selfless friend of all living beings my devotee attains peace this completes the fifth chapter of the gita known as karma sanyasa yoga or union through renunciation of the fruits of action next in the series is 
ये सन्यासी रेनाउंसेस कर्मफल